Welcome to Binging with Friends. I'm Nick. I'm Jamie. And this is episode five, uh, spoiler talk for The Mandalorian. We, when we're binging certain shows, we do two at a time, but The Mandalorian's week by week, so we're doing it just one at a time this week. Whoa. <laughs> that's not a good whoa. Woof. That's, that's Woof. definitely not a good one. I, I woke up at four in the morning. I was ready to watch this episode. I was very excited. And then just disappointment sat with me. Yeah. I mean, I was the same. I was at one, it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, I could go to bed or the Mandalorian's out. You know, I, I could I could go watch that. And I wish I went to bed. <laughs> oh, what happened, man? I mean, we were singing its praises just a week ago oh, no. about how well it was done, how we feel every episode's building to this new story arc that we can get ready for. And then we just. But well, actually, let's let's start with this. The first two minutes of the episode were awesome, spectacular. They were this epic space battle with uh, it looks like a, it looks like another bounty hunter that was on his tail. They they were flying in an awesome dogfight. Um, the engines go down for the Razor Crest, and then we th- that was the coolest part of the episode for me because then the the bounty hunter that's hunting uh, Mando down says i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold mm-hmm. and then he doesn't uh the razor crest does an awesome maneuver and they not the mando knocks the other bounty hunter out and boom the, he goes the other uh bounty hunter goes out and then mando says that's my line yeah and i was like this is gonna be a great episode this is gonna be awesome oh man this is gonna be and then just at that point i was expecting an episode of like bounty hunter after bounty hunter coming after him and him defeating them I was like, because they just out the gate. We're just like, boom, you're in it. I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm here. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And then it felt like a natural step, though, because I was like, and, well, cool. And then there, he talks about that the ship clearly needs repairs. It's flashing red all over the place. Yeah. And he says, and he says that he's going to go to Moss Eisley. And you go, oh, hey! oh my God. Thank Yes. Thank you. Right. Tatooine. You get, you get excited. Oh, yeah. So we land on Tatooine Yikes. and we're uh, introduced, introduced to a character who just just going to. Uh, fixes ship a throwaway throwaway character i i really don't even know like then he just kind of goes to every place you've seen in Tatooine. it was the worst kind of fan service yeah it was so bad the one thing i will give is he lands and a couple uh repair droids kind of pop up that's nice to see and start running over to his ship yeah and it was cool to see them and you're like oh yeah episode one like i remember (laughs) these guys and then he 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 looks at him and basically shoes him off like nope no droids are touching my ship that was which, important to me which does lean back to the whole droids attacked and potentially killed his parents yes so I was like okay like again okay yeah. I'm, I'm in so far I'm Something. in yeah and then also oh, had I mean God I, I no offense to the actress but I mean she was doing the best with what she can but the she dialogue was, weird. was yeah Lucas oh my God dialogue. It like was, we went back to Moss Eisley. We got to go way back to Moss Eisley and just yeah. do it all again. Well, that, so, oh my God, I was going like, to Tashi Station to get some power converters. Yeah. So, so the, the thing that bothered me the most in this episode, but besides the pointlessness of it, was actually the dialogue. I thought this was terrible dialogue. <laughs> it was awful. Like after that first sequence, I was like, "That's pretty awesome." And then just like every everything sounded like what a twelve year old thinks space talk should sound like mm-hmm. so it was like oh you're blurring him along it sounded like rick and morty that's actually what it reminded <laughs> me of it was like oh the blurring on is gone with the black thing and so i was like this is not okay okay what's happening here okay yeah. and then we're we're going on and then he, he we see stormtrooper helmets on sticks very game of thrones-esque 
which I was like, that's pretty cool, but like, what does this all mean? And then just, oh man, I. I it felt th- like George Lucas was on set and or with the person who was writing it. And they felt like because they were he was looking over their shoulder, they had to write down dialogue that he would have written. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you know, last episode was really good. This one, uh, hey, George, no, no, I'm totally writing. Yep, Moss Eisley. Yeah, it's gonna be fine." <laughs> yeah. What I was so confused by all of it because the the biggest part to me was that Mandalorian has been a very good show aesthetically. I, I feel like it's really helped us emotionally with the character. We've really gotten invested in him. Now I want to know the story. Where are we heading? What's going to happen? What is the point of Baby Yoda? What is the point of the Mandalorian committing the sin? What is the point of Carl Weathers get, being uh, living after he got shot with the Baskar, um, with the, um, I don't want to say, with the uh, blaster, and then he lived because of the Baskar steel? I wanted to see parts of this mm-hmm. start to come into effect. And we just didn't get any of that. Um, once we're walking around Tatooine, we get a bunch of fan service parts, which are, yeah, whatever. Yeah, some in the Mos Eisley Cantina, cool no music, no original bartender. Like, literally, yeah. the only thing is just the cantina itself is it. And you're like, okay, if you were going to do it, why didn't you... Why didn't you have like even just the same band but significantly older playing the same like similar yeah, music that, been cool. but that just doesn't sound as good because they're old? I would have been into that. I would or have been a little more rundown. You've even just like okay, so now it's a little bit more empty because obviously the underworld has become pretty desolate now. Mm-hmm. Not many, not many people are doing all these, you know, high stake things against the empire. It's not as big a bounty hunter spot as it used to be. Exactly. I, I was fine. Then we get introduced to the new character. Toro, yeah. Oh, man. I want to be nice to the actor. Did the best he could with what he had. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. Absolutely. Whoa. This is bad. Acting, this was... bad. Character, <sighs> Han Solo-esque without any of the charm and coolness of Han Solo. Well, naturally, we meet him in the same spot we met Han the first time, which, which just... Was... Kind of cheapened that. Ugh. Like it was just, yeah. It was it was a McClunky. He was trying to be edgy, <laughs> but he wasn't edgy. Like he was, Ooh. his whole attitude just was something else. I I'm really glad I'm not alone on that front because I thought when I was watching the episode, I was like maybe it'll work for other people. And then like as he kept moving forward, I was like this is, this is not right. Well, and he, so he starts out by telling the Mandalorian that he's got a job for him. Oh yeah. And he picked up a puck and it's so and so assassin that yeah. that everybody knows and she used to work for the huts and yada yada yada. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the Mandalorian very quickly is like, Nope, I'm out. Yeah. And gets Peace. up and walks away. He says, Good luck with that. Yeah. And we find out that even the Mandalorian's scared of this chick. Yeah, obviously, I mean, that was kind of a cool idea. She's a big bounty. She's she's someone, though, that no bounty hunter can get to and seems to be she's the one who really calls the shots if you're going to go after her. She is the bounty hunter, right? Yeah, like, I yeah. thought that was kind of epic. And yeah, so, absolutely. So, again, we're, we're half and half, right? We're going, okay, this is clunky, but we can McClunky for, <laughs> for some. But we're, we're working into it. We're going to see oh, what we can God. do. And then we go through the desert. We go through the desert of Tatooine. Well, it turns out it's Toro's first job. Oh yeah, that okay. So which was such a weird first job. Like, He's wow. not in the guild. Um, I mean, which has been like the complaint about Han Solo in Episode Four is that everything he does seems like the first time he's ever done it. Yeah, right. And then you make a character that you introduce to us in the same spot you introduce Han Solo, 
and you actually make it that this is his first job, but he's being pompous about it. Why? Why on earth did you think that was a good idea? Who decided that? Well, what? Well, I, I don't understand exactly what this episode was supposed to do. That's, I think, my biggest problem with it. I really don't mind if you have an episode that seems like a filler episode and then you feel payoff later. Well, episode but, four was like that. Yeah, exactly. Where it feels like a filler where he's out helping a village and no no big deal and there's nothing really crazy story about this. But we add a and at the very end, we, yeah, add, we find we out a new that character. He, exactly. The bounty hunters are after Baby Yoda, right? The whole nine yards. And you're like, oh, okay, this is more serious. This actually did help us accomplish something in the grand, ste- grand scheme. Episode five didn't do this at all. <laughs> Not even close, man. It, it, it had no moments for... And, and like, there were... Some things that you were like, that's cool, that's cool, put that in a better episode. Like, there Mm -hmm. were a lot of moments I was watching it going, that just feels like such a cool concept and idea that was wasted in this episode. And I've never felt so much that a character is going to turn on the protagonist. Oh, yeah, right. From the get-go. I'm like, okay, well, this guy, there's something, whether he is evil now or will be evil later, it's just blatant that that's what's going to happen so once we're introduced to him yeah he, he basically we find out all these different things and again we get through more fan service we see the tuscan raiders mm-hmm. who anakin hates um, <laughs> um but we see some tuscan raiders that was kind of a cool interaction at first i like the talking and communicating mando mando talking to them um to you know basically get through that when it felt like they, this episode, too, they tried to put more jokes in than they have in the past ones. Yeah. The past ones, they've been jokey, but like nuance, very nuanced. Yeah. Whereas this one was straight up like Toro's out looking at uh, Tusken Raiders and talking about how they're garbage people and, and all of this stuff. And then turns around and there's two Tusken Raiders standing literally right there. It's like, all right, like I get it, but. Talk about something we've seen 8,000 yeah, times. seriously. And honestly, kind of has been outdated since 1928. <laughs> but, all right. The I mean, honestly, all that was missing from that was the right behind me on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was literally it. He could have said those words and boom, it would have been fine. Yeah, I, I yeah. The, you're right. It had a lot of jokes in it that were like kind of funny, but like also like done to death. Not, yeah. not anything that you were like. Now that's a clever line or it, 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 oh my God, this episode honestly just feels like, I don't mean to be mean to it. I don't want to shit on it, but But it was bad. It was just a bad episode. It had nothing to it. So, oh, we saw One thing I do want to bring up is we saw the speeder bikes, Mm -hmm. which looked really cool. Yeah, they did. Um, again, more fan service that just led to nothing. It felt like they felt they're like, okay, so we're going to have fan service in the show, but it's going to be all one episode. (laughs) Yeah. Every other episode, hopefully, we got three left, is going to be fine, and we're not going to really include any fan service, but this one episode is going to be nothing but. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like it's like they were contractually obligated to have an episode that just dealt with something all the fans knew about. Yikes. And it, it was it was cringeworthy. Well, okay, so we kind of stepped over something. Not only is all of this going on, he left the child on the ship, unguarded, Randomly, knowing bounty hunters are after them, just having a, a a dog fight in space with a bounty hunter over the child, and he kind of goes into like a closet and puts him down and then leaves the ship. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. And then what? And guess what? Surprisingly, the woman working on the ship finds, finds him. him. <laughs> oh, what? That's surprising. No oh one would have thought that would have happened. I mean. I, I don't mind I, I don't I didn't mind the idea at all. I was like he's gonna hide him. 
Okay, and he's probably going to come back right away. But you're going to do a full quest? Like, you're doing an entire yeah. It's not like he just went to mission. the bar, got a drink, and came back. He, yeah, he's out doing a full thing, going to be gone for at least a day without the child. And he never brings it up. He never really questions it. Nothing. I mean, what like, was the point just... of him going out then? Like, what is that's right, happening? I, th- I thought he was going to leave to go find something that he needed. Like, he was like, okay, I'm going to go get this, and I'm going to come back. I'll leave him there for 10, 15 minutes. He's going to go leave the child with uh, Uncle Owen, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Peru type, type figure. Get some blue milk. It's going to be great. Go to a moisture farm. You know what? I've got a kid for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You remind me. Um, but I I just... So, yeah, obviously the girl finds him, and then she's playing poker with the... Um, with the droids. droids, yeah. Which also felt hammy. Like, there's just not an inch of this that I... Like, there's not an inch of it that didn't feel forced or unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely. And that sucks for and a show that has really... Didn't make sense almost across the board. Absolutely. And, and it didn't make sense at all because this show has proven time and time again... It's existence. Like, say what you want about the Han Solo movie, whether you liked it or not. The biggest thing people walked away feeling was that it just wasn't necessary. Mm -hmm. Same with the Lion King remake. I mean, there's certain things that when you do them, it's okay, but it's just unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people thought the idea of the Mandalorian, they go, more Star Wars, we'll see what happens. And then it immediately proved its existence. Like, it, it said, and we're, we're going to go after the Empire, we're going to show you these new events, we're going to show you a new Star Wars story, and then to just to have a huge step back. To the point, it's like at the point that this episode, if the next three are good and actually wrap up the series well, and I pray now that they are after seeing this, I wouldn't have ever guessed that right? this episode would have existed after the previous four. Yeah. But if the rest of the three are good and somebody's like, oh, I haven't watched any of The Mandalorian, I'll be like, one through four, Six through eight. You can like literally just skip, skip it. five, and it's it's literally not important. It's like filler episodes and animes. Yeah, where you're like, oh yeah, you can skip every other episode because every other episode's a filler that doesn't really do much. I didn't even think of it like that, but that it does remind the, me a yeah, lot of it's that. It's so much like that. Where you're just like, eh, like honestly, it was just nice to like see characters that I like running around, but. Even then, we don't know a lot about The Mandalorian enough to feel that we're just like... There's certain shows that the characters just existing is kind of entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad has that moment. Like, there's episode Fly, where it's just in the meth lab. Mm-hmm. Super entertaining episode. Despite the fact that there's not a lot that actually happens, it's really fun to watch and, and just fun to see Walt be Walt, right? Mm-hmm. This had none of that. Like, this had nothing that I was like, it's I'm not invested in this. Like, I want to see cool crap happen. And the first part was cool. And... And they're, yeah. the, the like little fight scene they have over the sand with, on the speeder bikes that was is awesome. kind of cool. And I did love the those, um, and when they're getting the um, what's it called the bounty and they're shooting the things. The the flares. That yeah, was awesome. They are. Yeah, that was super the smart part of the episode. I thought it worked really well. And but just before that, right they're they've got her pinned on a ridge and they're taking turns watching her. Oh my god! To make sure while one sleeps, and Toro is coming to wake up the Mandalorian. Like, talks to him for a little bit, doesn't get a response, and then does this really, like, ham-fisted, like, pretends to draw his blaster on him. Very Han Solo, very, like, and it was just... And he does it, like, three or four times. It felt like they did the scene. They actually shot it, like, five or six times. And they're like, you know what? Put three or four of those in there. We'll just just add them all in and not remove any of them. It looked like Like, the worst improvisation you've ever seen. Like Yeah, flipping the pistol around on his finger. Yeah. uh, What is blaster? Well, it, and what was weirder about that was the fact that since you can't see the Mandalorian's face anyway. Yeah. Like, you're like, so what is the point well, of this? And then like, the Mandalorian goes, 
are you done? Yeah. And, and we all kind of sit there and go, yeah, like, are I you? I hope you because... are. Jesus, make something happen. <laughs> like, And that was one of those, again, they tried to force a joke where he's actually been awake watching this happen. Yeah, not funny at all. No, not at all. Not even I clever. Just, I just agreed funny. with him. Be like, are you done? Like, yeah. please, Is please over? be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when we finally get to the mark and we get to the where what um toro is that his name mm-hmm. toro and the mandalorian have been searching for this whole episode um first of all we know really nothing about her we know that she's hard to get she's supposed to be like the best bounty hunter in existence yeah and then she goes down practically without a fight she yeah. takes on the noob easily no big deal which i didn't expect anything else i agree but then when the mandalorian kind of comes up behind her no weapon drawn or anything and just basically tells her like you're two to one. She just goes, yeah, you're yeah, you're right, and surrenders. I'm like, yeah. no, the, this super badass bounty hunter would never have surrendered like that if she thought that was the end, knowing she's got a mark on her. Well, yeah, of course. Like honestly, they did a better job in the last episode with the newest character, Cara Dune, mm-hmm. where she disappears, and then they have that awesome. He she gets the drop on him, and as that awesome fight sequence. That leads to that whole episode really building to something. Like, you feel like this big event. Where this really felt like nothing. The big event was them riding toward her, doing the whole flare thing, and then it just dropped. Like, it just... Yeah, it, just, it all fell flat. And specifically, like you said, you build up that level of threat. And, and then just she, she just surrenders? Yeah. Not even like a big action sequence Yikes. or a, a, a gun battle or just something. Her big thing was just shooting at them as they were riding toward her yeah that was worth that was it yeah that was her that was her whole claim to fame right there was and so then and i'll yeah, yeah no, i'll give no, her credit on. in that she she took out one of the speeders yeah um and then when they capture her now they don't have a way to transport the three of them which oh okay okay sure yeah so the mandalorian has to go out and find a creature to ride on yeah to transport all three of them cool yeah while he's gone doing that she convinces Toro that that he should turn on the Mandalorian because if she's worth a bounty, how much do you think a Mandalorian's worth? And yada yada the yada. The armor alone, which yeah. honestly giving this actress credit. Yeah, no, and that, she was she was she did killing fantastic. it in this role. She was probably Horrible the episode. best person in the entire episode. Absolutely, despite being on screen for the least amount of time. And she was the one I had most interest in. Yeah. I was very almost... interested in what we were going to see, what she was wanted for, how how I honestly thought. A wanted man, a wanted bounty hunter, another wanted bounty hunter. I thought we were gonna get a team up of yeah, some kind. Yeah, exactly. I thought you saw that. I thought you were gonna see that the turn was gonna be obvious. Like Tor- Toro was going to turn, right? I wasn't gonna be surprised by that. I wanted to see more of like, I don't know. We find out something about Toro that leads to the Mandalorian and her going. You're a bigger problem well, than us. And it's like I said before. It was you always knew Toro was gonna turn on the Mandalorian. It was obvious. from minute one. Right. And and it was how he was going to do it and who he was going to do it with. That were the questions, really. Yeah. And so I assumed from minute one that he was working with this assassin chick and that the basically the second the Mandalorian showed up, they were just going to turn on him together. That would I would have even gone with that. I honestly and wouldn't yeah, have, it would have been that. annoying, but I would have been Obvious, okay with it. Yeah. But whatever. I would have right? been like, okay. And then they just they subverted our expectations. Yeah. Like, I mean, them, Ryan Lord. Johnson, they're great at it. I mean, what what shocked me about about when once we got there on after the fact that obviously the battle wasn't much was then he's like i gotta go back and get that do back what are you <laughs> what are you talking about 
First of all, have the new guy. Yeah, let's have the new guy watch over the skilled bounty hunter. Yeah, great idea. The guy idea. that just got his butt kicked literally thirty seconds ago. Yeah, but and you caught this now bounty. Now you trust with. him to while she's handcuffed. Ooh, because that really is going to do yeah, so much. Exactly. Right. While Can't she's shoot handcuffed. Can't a gun with, a, with yeah. her hands cuffed. <laughs> How does that work? Oh, what am oh, I supposed my to do? God. Yeah, and with the handcuffs, I believe that she would still take him almost instantly. I mean, like, without come on. problem. Even in like the best movie, you know, even in the worst or best movies, the guy takes the handcuffs and chokes out the person. Like, if it's not that hard. If like, you're gonna make it so that's believable, you need to injure her significantly. Yeah, she takes a blaster shot to the leg or the arms, where I can I can believe that she's wounded enough to not be able to take the weak guy anymore. Right. All right. I could not agree more. It it, it was so lazy. And I think that's what pisses me off most. Is it, that it, lazy. I don't it was, mind. Absolutely. Like the last Jedi, say what you want. The risks it took, Ooh, it huge. swung for the fences. Yeah, it failed spectacularly, <laughs> but it it swung. It did. This was like I don't even want. This to, was like I don't even want to put ball. up the bat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. T ball. It was T ball. You were going. It's set up, and you can hit it. Might not be Whatever very far, you want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but so she tries on, to convince yeah. Toro to switch against the Mandalorian. Yeah. And then Toro just shoots her. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, uh, okay, why? Again, great character, fascinating background, gone. Poof. Gone. It, it, I mean, it's a Lucas move. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I, be, I was, I'll be honest with you. I, I do love George Lucas, and we both love George shock. Lucas. But I was just like, really? Yeah, like, I agree. I was, I was shocked that they went that route. That's how you want to do this? This this Yeah. Oh man. So then after after that, the Manda well, first of all, the Mandalorian then returns to with the Dewback and sees that He's gone Toro's gone, gone and she's dead. Yeah. And so then you're like, Oh, shocker. I wonder what he's gonna do next. So then he goes back to where his ship's being repaired. Where he left the child with this random woman that he's never met before and three joids droids that he doesn't trust. Yeah. Now this is where the episode I was like, all right, how much time do I have left? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I have 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I was shocked. The was rest like, of the really? episodes at the end, you go, Whoa, that was 40 minutes. Yeah, like, exactly. That was so fast. Yeah. Right? And then this one, you're just sitting there going, dear Lord, Please spare me. Like, I yeah. can't do Give this anymore. Give me something, God. <laughs> we get back. We see the the uh, ship repair woman is, I don't even know how to break this down, basically is now caught mm-hmm. um, by, shockingly, Toro. What? I know, right? Who would have thunk? And then Toro's holding the baby Yoda, uh, or the child, and... <laughs> I said it earlier. I said Baby Yoda earlier. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's just so hard. I mean, it looks so much like it's because all of everybody's calling him Baby Yoda. And I just, I, I just, I love that. I'm not gonna lie. I (laughs) that's one of the greatest divide since the uh, election of our 45th president, who will remain (laughs) nameless. There has not been a more fun divide to watch. (laughs) It's just like watching children on the playground fight over a Tonka truck. You thought it was everybody's argument about The Last Jedi, but nope. Oh, no, Dude, no, Baby no. Yoda takes that so much farther. And what's so funny is it's a semantics argument. Oh, it which is. Which is like the best. It's like, well, it's not Baby Yoda, but it looks like Yoda. And have you even seen like websites now go, Baby Yoda, we are calling that for right now yeah, because we don't yes. have the actual species. <laughs> it's like the safety net that you're trying to provide for this. Well, and then while everybody's duking out about that, 
Disney starts removing Baby Yoda images off of the internet because they were mad that people were posting it. Yes. Then everybody turned on Disney, and Disney went, whoa, our bad, and let it go. <laughs> we love Yoda. And then everyone went right back to fighting against each other about what his name was. It was the greatest 24 hours I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was so crazy. And what's so funny is, like, I, I like Disney a lot, but D- Disney and Nintendo have this thing where the more people start using their images or the likenesses, the more of likely they are to pull them down. It's like it's free marketing, dude. Like <laughs> it's it's out there. It's going to happen. Oh my like, God. honestly, the it's thing- not even like it was a spoiler either. It's well, episode exactly. one at the very end. Yeah. So it spoils that episode kind of not really. But literally the images of Baby Yoda do nothing but promote the show. Because and it's not even like they're making much money. Like it's not like anybody's making money off of that image. I've seen on Twitter several times that people are like, "What's the deal with this Baby Yoda thing?" Like, yeah. I don't understand it. And everybody's like, "You have to go watch the show, okay? Exactly. Just skip episode five. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip that episode. You'll be good." Um, and so basically, like, I'm just—it's just gonna wrap up like this. Toro gets shot. Duh. No real then, like fight or anything. They kind of have a conversation, and yeah. he gets shot. Exactly. Like, that was it. And then they're like, where's the baby? And then Baby Yoda's just hanging out looking adorable. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, cool. And then he goes away. He just flies, he just flies away. Off. He and doesn't get the bounty for the assassin woman. Nope. Toro's dead. Like, it just, it, uh, there was nothing. Nothing happened. His ship got repaired. Yay! Yay! Exactly. Oh, something I didn't want to talk to you about. What is the deal on the... Uh, Mandalorian not wanting to take the men dead. Like, is there a big thing on that? Or is that just a thing he just like, is like, I don't like to do that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it could have been this bounty specifically oh, okay. that maybe she was supposed, supposed to be alive. There seems to be a running theme. Uh, I agree. I don't think there's anything. I'm just curious. It, it would just be fascinating if that's a thing. Like, you know, like if it they're like, be. you know, we're, you know, we have this belief that, you know, life should be preserved or something crazy like that. They're not so. going to be the ones to do the killing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just curious. Just one of those things I was just thinking it's about. It's possible. Maybe I just because I, have never I remember heard of it. that Boba Fett also was like, he's no good to me dead. But I yep. understood that one because it's like Java won't, you know, it's worthless. And Carbonite's not technically death. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be amazing if we had Carbonite like that, though? Like, would we just like freeze ourselves? I mean, it would suck to have like, ah, like look like, you know. Han Solo, but it would kind of be awesome to live forever. Anyway. Except you're not really living forever. Kind of. Like, if they could wake me up, though, like, there's no real 50 proof, years later. There's no real proof that it stops you from aging. Ooh, that's a good point. <laughs> See, this conversation All it does is 10 times more than the episode Yeah, itself. honestly. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, 30 more minutes of this. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> 30 more minutes of, can Carbonite age you or not? Are you going <laughs> to age when you have Carbonite? You know the funniest thing, though? What? I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has already put a full like three hour explanation of whether or not this is possible in Carbonite. No, YouTube would Star Wars fans, dude, are just one of those groups that if you've thought about it, it exists. Like Rule Thirty Four. Like it just if it's Star Wars and you've thought of it, it exists somewhere already. Oh yeah, no. There's there I mean, go to the go to the darkest corners of the internet and you will see someone talking about something Star Wars related. And they'll like, like I did not know do that the math thing. of something most similar to Carbonite in real life and whether or not we can actually preserve human bodies in oh it for God. long periods yes, of time. Absolutely. As my brother would say, that's someone who has way too much time on their hands. Absolutely. And it's like I have to agree. <laughs> it's super helpful when needed, but it's like pointless. Um but yeah, end of the episode, Toro yeah. gets shot and he flies off. 
Uh, but then we get a little Easter egg at the very end. Oh, do we? Yeah. If, did you not see it? I did not see it. Somebody walks up to the assassin's dead body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Now, I also thought that was going to be a reveal that was going to not feel pointless, but it wasn't. Nope. And also, to then that made me- And I swear to God, oh, if it's Toro, I'm going to lose it. So it's like a clone? I swear <laughs> to God. No, I, if Toro, if she got stuck, shot in the sternum and lived, gotcha. point blank range- and Toro got shot ah, in the and sternum lived. and lived point blank range. And he suddenly was like, you know what? I feel kind of bad about shooting her and goes back to where her body's still laying several hours later. Yeah. I would be and she's good. still alive and he's still alive. I'm going to lose it. Well, the thing that's crazy about that is so the ending of that episode. So you're right. We did get that little tag. I totally forgot about it. And when we got that, I remember I thought to myself, they're going to reveal something epic. And that is going to save this episode. That really is. Because that can. You've had episodes it, of, oh, of shows that you're like, this sucked. And then all of a sudden, they give you something at the end. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm locked I'm in I'm back. Again. Yeah. I mean, I don't, first of all, do you have any idea who it could be? I mean, it's not going to, I doubt it's going to be Toro. That would really so, suck. But the, and honestly, I doubt it's going to be Toro, but I can't think of anybody else but Toro that it could be. <laughs> Toro's just a bad There's name, There's another person it could be. It could be Boba. I've heard that theory thrown around. I like that. Um, because he was one of the biggest bounty hunters, so he would know of this woman's existence. Right? And if he made it out of the Sarlacc pit, then like he that. would he would come back for her. Um, I think that's kind of far-fetched, not knowing where she was or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Toro feels like the most obvious. It feels like what's going to happen is... Toro's going to go back to her, and if she's alive, he's going to be like, well, you were right. The Mandalorian's better than me, so uh, want to team up now? Like, Yeah, after we technically killed them both off. Like, yeah. That'd be, which, eh, that, that would be worse, honestly. That would um, hurt more. <laughs> I, I had the, I had some people saying that it, I saw some people saying it was Darth Maul. I was like, no, he's dead. I he, mean. He's so dead. He's he's deader than dead could be. How like, many times can you kill, kill someone? <laughs> That's the question. Like Obi-Wan cut him into pieces and stored him in the desert of Tatooine yeah, somewhere. Like, that was a he whole episode. He is dead. It's like, over. <laughs> like, what do you need to see? His head in a fishbowl? Like, Seriously. it's done. It's done. I, I don't know. I would hate it to be Darth Maul. Um, the person had feet, so it's not one of the huts. No. How funny would that have been? I would have lost like a bunch if of Jabba, like, rolls up. And, uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. But like I just don't, I don't know anything. Like who? First of all, you got to think of the characters that we can play I guess with in this. The person it could be is um, what is his name? Oh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, the a Karga. Karga. Oh, you know yeah. what? Actually, that would work. I would actually um, buy that. It could be that means Karga. it's close on his tail, uh, the Mando's tail. That means that you know he's following obviously the trail of blood that he is ironically leaving. Mm -hmm. I could believe that. I could believe. But that. why not show that to us? I agree. What a uh, terrible that, and that's the thing that is, the point. if you're going to make it a character we already know, you should show it to us instead of giving us this weird, like, <laughs> cliffhanger <laughs> thing. Surprise! And yeah. Run away. Well, and the other thing for that is maybe they realized, like, one of their people watched through it and went, like, episode five is rough, guys. Like, we need something. And so they're like, uh, you know what we can do? Take the bit of episode six that we were going to stick at the beginning and throw it on the end of episode five and just not reveal who it is. So basically a like, a like, I know this episode was bad, but please hang on. We have something better coming. That is a, first of all, that 
is probably the best theory I've heard. I do think it's going to be Karga. I do think that's exactly what happened. It has to be. And you know what the most disappointing part of this episode was to me, besides just falling flat altogether? Dave Filoni wrote and directed it. No. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, the guy who brought us Rebels. No. And even directed the first episode of The Mandalorian, brought us this episode. I couldn't believe that. I, I, I honestly, and I don't mean to be like mean, I wanted to be a director that I'm like, yeah, he's, he's known for mediocrity. Like, I can live with that. I don't know. Just someone that I didn't feel so hurt by. I feel betrayed. And Dave Filoni's so good at telling a story, too. And that's the thing. He's, he's, I agree. Uh, I, right? Hurts. Isn't that weird? That hurts. I mean, I, I somebody says it's just because he can't do live action, but I feel like that's not even correct because of the fact that he did the first episode of The Mandalorian. I don't yeah. know if he can write live action. That might be a different thing, but you're right. I mean, animation and that should go hand in hand, really. Yeah, the only thing he's not doing in the animation is animating. Animating. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally everything else is pretty much the same. I mean... If anything, animation's harder. I agree, because you can't... Cause, uh, actually, you really have to visualize everything instead of telling somebody, like, okay, go do this, and we'll see how it looks. Exactly, and on, uh, uh, Star Wars, too. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, you're really not trading too many, you know, too, too many things, because it's... We're, we're cartoons, you know... People bring up this all the time. Cartoons are harder, uh, are easier to write for because you have this whole world you can play with. Basically, you can be like, okay, so they run into a wall and then there's a, you know, a, a picture of them running through another wall and all that. You can do multiple different things. In live action, that's a lot harder because mm-hmm. obviously when someone runs through a wall, you know, you're not going to have the silhouette of them. You're not going to have anything like that. But they do bring up that with, you know, with Star Wars. I mean, it's kind of made up anyway. Yeah. So, like, you know, you, and the world you was there for him up. already in Rebels. Like that. Exactly. Oh, that hurts. I know, right? And I'm a big Dave Filoni fan. I feel like he is the guy who's gonna uh, take over when Kathleen Kennedy steps down. Mm-hmm. I just think he's perfect for. It. I think he understands the lore well. But maybe it, not what, anymore. Not anymore. Well, actually, I my, think my it was theory... just the because John Favreau wrote all the other episodes. Mm-hmm. This is the first one he hasn't written. So I don't know, maybe if they just didn't know what to do. I, I don't know. It just didn't work. But I agree. Somebody watched that cut and was like, burn it. And then they're like, yeah. we can't. <laughs> we already <laughs> we announced there's eight, eight episodes. episodes. <laughs> yeah, we can't go back to seven now. Like, <laughs> um, Have you been watching any of the movies that made us? Because the the, yeah, they're us? No. they're a new uh, they're it's a new series on Netflix. It's from the guys who did the toys that made okay. us, right? But in the movies that made us, they bring out that like they screen Dirty Dancing. And the executive was like, burn it. Burn <laughs> every single negative that you have of this. And I was like, man, I would love to have that power. <laughs> Just like hope that happens like that. And well, I mean, we like, would have never gotten the Swayze lift. The rumor so. is that uh, in episode one, Jar Jar was supposed to flip and be evil. And oh. then in early test screenings, the whole audience went, nope. And they went, <laughs> okay, back to the drawing board. Thank you, everybody. I would like, really love if the next Disney Plus series after Obi-Wan is like a Jar Jar, Jar Oh, my God. And then like you see him as this crazy, like insane evil character. He's like running the underworld and... Uh, yeah. Go like super R on no. it. Have them like get hookers and crap. there's a um, online coke. definitely definitely not canon. There's a musical that somebody made of Star Wars. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Annie A and I, and uh, Jar Jar is this like suicidal like guy in it because he feels like the entire Empire arising was his fault. It was. It, no, it was absolutely. <laughs> but so he, like when you first meet him in this musical. He's like about to kill himself. 
And you're like, oh my God. And, and then he goes through it and he goes like, this is all my fault. And everyone goes, yeah, like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you know what would be really cool? If you do like a, a Martin Scorsese, like Goodfellas or oh like God. Wolf of Wall Street where Jar Jar Binks is the lead. Oh, oh my no. God. Because he's just such a bad character that he should be the thing that we like turn into this ultra badass. I would love, I, I shit you not, I would love some director to be like, that's We're my doing boy. It. We're yeah. doing it. We're going to do a Jar Jar Binks trilogy. And I'm going to be like, what? That's what you and I have to do. We'll write a Jar Jar Binks trilogy. I'm in. For Dude. what he did after the uh, order fell. And then we'll pitch Absolutely. it to Disney. He's a drug addict. There That's we like go. the way we start. There he's we like, go. he's a huge. He's addicted to Bantha. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's addicted to Bantha. He's like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> it happened to me. <laughs> oh my god he and obi-wan are chilling on tatooine watching oh. over luke from a distance he's like he's like qui-gon was the only person i liked he's gone what's going on misa think this is creepy yeah oh. <laughs> and imagine like you find out like that's a front though they close the door and he's like, he has like this really deep voice and he's like hello oh my god oh. we actually get sith jar jar oh bro i remember when the force awakens trailer came out the kylo ren like uh, epic epic shot of him in the snow uh turning on the lightsaber they were they sh- they made uh shirts <laughs> that showed him doing it and then it showed jar jar's head just right next to it <laughs> and it was like yes that is epic um so let's let's wrap this up man uh this episode sucked big old freaking wookie balls mm-hmm um, I can't believe Dave Filoni was behind it. I'm insanely disappointed by it. And what also surprised me was when I went to the internet, everyone else was with me, which I feel so Everybody. rare. Like I never, I feel like I'm always a guy like, you know what, man, I'm just going to say it. This sucked. And then everyone's like, even the people, <laughs> right. And the funny thing is even the people that are only in the show for baby Yoda at this point, which there's a lot of on the internet yeah, which is incredible. that are not huge star Wars fans, like the whole nine even they think this episode was bad. Yeah. Partly because Baby Yoda was only in it for a whole like 45 seconds in, in comparison. Absolutely. He was but also locked in a closet. Which for the majority of it. Shows yeah. the Mandalorian is never going to be a parent. Um, but it's just rough. Yeah. It feels like though this episode could have been interchanged with episode four. Because she talks, the woman in the village talks a ton about how like he needs to learn to be a better parent to the child. And brings up several times, like, you don't know what you're doing, do you? God, that's... And you thought he learned a lesson at the end of, like, being more careful about him. But turns out not. He's just going to leave him home alone, basically. No, that's a great point. They might have... I mean, the the things you're bringing up, that this feels heavily studio involved. Mm -hmm. Like, they probably added something on the end because they looked at the cut and said, this is rough. This could have been swapped because they said the first three were so strong. Maybe if we put a fourth one there that's weak, it might actually sour quicker. So, so we have to put the four, four good ones. Yeah, change the fourth one just a hair to like fix that. Exactly. And then throw the fifth one in just bleh. And I I really hope these next, I think we have three, three. more, right? Yeah. The next three are just like boom, boom, boom. I'm just like, yeah, baby, this is incredible. But I need... I need a story of what his game plan is. I need to know what's going to happen with these characters. I need more investment because my investment honestly was the world, the lore and bits of the characters past. But all that is kind of worn off on me. Well, and hearing that they're already shooting season two, 
of Mandalorian is really nice to hear. Yeah. But if the rest of these, the last three episodes are anything like episode five, uh, uh. I mean, it's Star Wars fans you're dealing with, man. Yeah. And we're two of them. And we're a fickle group. Like, I have, no, absolutely. We'll go back, but not willingly. We're like, all going to go watch episode nine. Exactly. Like, every but single one of us. We're going to be sitting there with our arms crossed going, Show me what you got. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like we're going to like take you into our good graces and be it's like, It's not like sure. we're sitting uh, with bated breath at the age, edge of our seats after episode eight going like, okay, I have to know. Exactly. We're all, yeah, you're right. We're all going to sit there, arms crossed, going, I don't think so. Like, you watch yourself. And what's <laughs> incredible about Star Wars, right, is that it prints money. It, ever since episode one, it's proven that regardless of how bad it is, someone is going to fight for it because oh, they yeah. love it that much. That's awesome, except for the fact that we can all agree on things that didn't work in the prequels. We can all agree on this episode falling flat. There are things that we all can agree on when it comes to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Even Last Jedi, which I am a pretty big fan of. I, I actually love that movie a lot more when I watch it. I admit there's flaws and the flaws really are the entire Canto bite sequence and Finn's story arc. I just feel like it just didn't work and it wasn't as, as well executed as it could have been other than that, which I feel like everyone would go. Yeah, that's true. Some people didn't like the Ray, uh, um, reveal. Didn't like that. She was just the one. She didn't have a, a lineage in theory, in theory. We don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's going to get retcon. I feel like that's happening. Oh, absolutely. So you, we don't know, but I feel like we can all kind of come to an agreement on certain things. I feel like this episode is going to be in the same boat. Like we're all going to agree that this was just a turd wrapped in star Wars. Well, and it's making me really nervous at how many new or different trailers they're releasing. It seems like every day we're getting a different one, a short little two minute leading into star Wars. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're 14 days out at the time of recording this now. Oh my God. Isn't that so exciting? And And you're releasing a trailer like, Every day. There's new TV spots every day, yeah. Every day. And I'm like, okay, so one of two things is happening here. You're either revealing way too much of your movie, or you didn't know where to put this in your movie, so you're releasing it as TV spots instead. I agree, 100%. Have you seen all of them? Yes. Okay. Do you, are you starting to lose a little bit of confidence every time you see uh-huh. one? Okay. Every time. I thought it was just me, because like every time they show something, I go, look, that was questionable in Last Jedi. So like... Why would you double down? Well, and uh, I watched an interview, I think it was with John Boyega, where they talked about how, or he talked about that Finn is getting a backstory in episode nine. And I go, when? We don't have time to deal with your crap. Nobody <laughs> likes you. We're over you. Episode eight ruined your character. Really Please good. move aside. We need to understand literally everything else about this it's universe. Also like, what more I don't need, do you need? I don't need He's 20 minutes trooper. of him going like, well, my parents abandoned me as a child and the Empire is the only family I ever had until you guys picked me up. I mean, like, how many founders no! exist on this freaking... <laughs> I mean, what are they? A goddamn adoption service. Ray's a foundling. Anakin's a foundling. Finn's a foundling. Poe, I'm sure, is a foundling. How much more background do you need? Leia like, and Luke are technically both foundlings. You, you know what I mean, like, though? Like, you're right. Like, how many more do you need? Look, is there any good parents in Star Wars? Like, is there seriously? any parents that, like, hey, he was a great kid. We loved him. We took care of him. Bail Organa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bail Organa is literally like the only parent figure I can think of in the entire Star Wars canon that was actually a good parent. Yeah, I <laughs> I just kind of can't believe this is happening again. We were doing so good. We got what? 4 weeks of people being happy for Star Wars? Oh, God, man. It's been it's it's going back. It's reverting back too quickly. <laughs> 
I cannot believe this. Episode nine is going to have a lot of ground to cover. Oh, God. Well, the thing is. And I realized I did the math yesterday. We actually get the finale of Mandalorian the week after. Oh, really? Because so next week is episode six. Yeah. The week of episode nine. It comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's episode seven. So we have one more week after that. I mean, I swear to God. But if episode nine goes bad. And six and seven aren't great for Mandalorian. Going into episode eight, I'm just going to be sitting there like, please, I can't be let down any more than I already am. I mean, I don't know. That that might be an exciting place to be, though. Because like, if you go into a movie with really low expectations, like, well, and that's the it other shatters thing. them greatly. Like, I, I walked like... into a, uh, Alita Battle Angel oh my ready God. to cry. I was yeah. like, this is going to be awful. And then I watched it. I was like, that was fun. It was I pretty good. It. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was a fun experience. So, and that's... I'm hoping that that's what happens in nine is that everybody's just going to walk in going like, here we go. Like I'm a star Heads Wars down, fan. I have duel. to <laughs> hoods up like all ready to just march on out the gates, man. Right. And then it's going to be, I'll even just say decent. Right. Yeah. And in doing the things that we want it to do. And everyone's going to come out and be like, they did it. They saved star Wars because everybody's hopes are so like abysmal right now. Well, it just hurts. It just sucks because when you have something like Star Wars and you have something this big and you have something that really, like I said, so many people talk about. Like we talked about this a few episodes ago. You have the internet at your disposal, right? People have expectations. To subvert those expectations while also meeting them, you're a creative person. You Mm -hmm. should be able to do that. Maybe Rey being a Skywalker is not what we want or maybe not what everyone wants, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But there's a way to, to shoehorn or be clever to have it be a connection. Like, there's a rumor going around that she's going to have an evil clone for uh, in Rise of Skywalker. Is that? Okay. That's, that's like a heavy thing rumor. With the, red, exactly. the red lightsaber. Which... I would love that, actually. Because it would make more sense on why she is th- this thing that was just thrown away and treated like nothing. Because, obviously, there's no benefit to her existing. Which, but, yes, I agree that that would be great. My issue with it is they don't have enough movie time to explain it. Right. I mean, yeah, are we going to have like Aquaman moments where it's like 40 minutes of the guy going, so then I was born. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Jesus because Christ. Because then we're going to miss out on so much else. And do we know the runtime of Rise of Skywalker? I think I it's 240. I, is it really 240? That's I like, think it's 240. I mean, that's a lot of movie. I, it I, is. I will say when it's done right, though, but, it can feel I mean, like Endgame was 303. Yeah, I know. That, and I, it and you never felt like it was three oh three. Oh god, that's what's so amazing about that movie. And that's my 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 nervousness for episode nine is if it is truly two forty, then it's it better be two forty. Like I can't. I agree a hundred percent. I want it to. I want it to have the mark and then just you know not. I want it to feel like two two hours and forty minutes. I don't want it to feel like fucking eight hours. And I'm just like, oh my god, I get it. You are very sad about the situation that your parents are something that you weren't aware of. Like, I got it. Like, yeah. There's something about this new trilogy after uh, Force Awakens that has continued to push into the most unwanted territories for the fans. I have no clue why. I feel like it's not very difficult. It's, but it's a smaller scale version of what happened with Game of Thrones Season 8. Yeah. Where, like, everything the fans didn't want to happen, happened. I, I, I still am so pissed about that. Like, really? Bran? The Broken? Hey, I'm, just, I'm just glad that Disney finally got rid of D&D, saying yeah. that they're not producing a Star Wars trilogy. Thank well, God. Well, the other side of that is, like, they're not producing a Star Wars trilogy, 
great, but also like what happened to that Ryan Johnson trilogy that was so freaking talked about? Is that not happening? Because honestly, give Ryan Johnson his own trilogy, I would kind of be interested. My well, problem was you took the the literal buildup of Force Awakens and gave it to him. And Ryan Johnson's a good director, and he's a very but he good didn't writer. build that world. He didn't set it up. He had he had and exactly granted, everybody was there to help him out. But he was basically thrown into something that he didn't plan and wouldn't have done it that way and wouldn't have done any of these things. And then you told them, do make a movie. Right? Exactly. And it's just like that's never or almost never going to work. Yeah. In an episode format like they're doing with Mandalorian, it makes a little more sense. They're, all, they're shorter amounts of time. You can do a very unique thing in one episode and ha- not have it really affect the next one too crazily. right? But in, in a trilogy sequence, J.J. Abrams should have done all three movies. Well, even honestly, I don't even need to go that far him do all three. I just need the plan. Like, here's the thing: is Kevin Feige, who's the who is the head of Marvel, a Disney and, guy, exactly. Yeah. He he's their boy right now. He had everything from the first Iron Man mm-hmm. pretty much plotted out to Endgame. I mean, yeah, I remember. I mean, they said there was some years things. ago, five years ago, we we already knew the Infinity War saga was happening. Exactly, and I mean, there were, they said there was a few things on the fly that changed, but that's going to happen. I, I, I don't expect and, and exactly Spider Man stuff and all of that. I'm sure. Well, and and honestly, that shows how good they are at that because they adapted very well. Captain Marvel aside, they adapted pretty well. Yeah, but who is the mastermind? Because not Kathleen Kennedy, Dave Filoni. I thought was it, but. I don't think he's working with the films. I thought Lawrence Kasdan might be, but I saw he got no writing credit for mm-hmm. Last Jedi. So you don't have a plan. And that really is why these films feel so... Well, and J.J. says know, he does. Messed up. And that, and that Last Jedi didn't mess with them too much. But Which, even what then, does that like, mean? Why didn't you sit down with Ryan Johnson and say, yeah, here's the and plan. Make sure. Here's these decisions. These story beats have to play Especially out. if you know you're coming back for the ninth one, you know he needs to lead it in a way, right? Because J.J. Abrams starts it out. Ryan, Dry- Ryan Johnson picks it up and says, like, I wasn't going to do any of these things, but now I have to make a movie that uses those as a basis. Yeah. And then he's setting the basis for J.J. Abrams to come back and not finish the original story that he had in mind. And now he's got to morph it to adjust to the Ryan Johnson version of his story. And like it just yeah. got messy. Well, the only way you can really do something without it being planned out is like Mission Impossible. Where like you go, look, it's a very simple. I mean, obviously the show was like this, so we'll make the movies like this. Bad guy wants something. Ethan Hunt has to stop him. And the mission, shockingly, is impossible. And it, you know, the stakes What's get What's the higher. logical next step? Yeah. Exactly. The problem with this right now is that Star Wars has gotten to a point where it needs to be figured out. It needs to know where it's going, especially if you don't have Lucas. And I know Lucas is there in very small portions, but the truth He's is that- He's more there out of respect for Lucas than he is anything exactly. else. I could not agree more. And Lucas at least had an idea. Even at his worst, he knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And that first trilogy, lightning in a bottle, buddy. Like, you're never going to get that back. Like, that first movie. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because And the second one was, was even better and worked perfectly as well because of the fact that you had all these people who were so excited to work on this new thing George Lucas created. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to um, Return of the Jedi, which is not terrible, but not fantastic. It's mm-hmm. actually not a, Empire. A mid-tier. Yeah, exactly. Um, you start to feel the how little planned it was, mm-hmm. right? 
I feel like what's going on right now is that there's no plan at all, and they're just going. I'm just gonna naturally fit it in. It's like no, no, no. And shockingly, that prequel trilogy had is a the lot most of stuff planned. planned out. And that's what I was gonna say: is the original trilogy four, five, and six were almost not planned at all with yeah. each other. Right? The movie itself, yeah, was fine. Then we did the prequels, which were planned out so far that like they're like midichlorians, and we've got this thing and that thing. That then the fans went, "What the hell are you doing with Star Wars?" <laughs> So then this trilogy, they're like, okay, so we're going to have a plan, but not really a plan, but kind of a plan, but not enough to do anything with, but have three, two different directors do it, do alternating movies. Like it was just, yeah, you should have a broad, oh! stroke, especially, especially if you're JJ Abrams or a- anybody who works in this industry, you should have an idea that like, it's like a television show. I know people don't like that comparison, but it's true. If you're going to do a trilogy of movies, it's going to be like a television show. Have the story beats planned out. Have the character arcs. In this movie, this happens. In this movie, this happens. And they end here. I found out that Colin Trevorrow is going to get a story credit on Rise of Skywalker. So that means that his plans obviously worked with J.J. Abrams. But again... Why did you bother mm-hmm. having three different people write three different scripts for three movies that were supposed to be connected? I don't understand it. And when it comes to The Mandalorian, I'm going to work this all back in here. When it comes to The Mandalorian, the thing that I'm really lost on is now I'm curious, where's your plan? Because mm-hmm. you gave me a really cool idea. And like Last Jedi and like Force Awakens, the great ideas are fun and cool and interesting. But once they're not new anymore... I need something more. Mm-hmm. And it's just not, this episode really made me go either the next three episodes are going to be effing awesome. And I'm going to love every minute of them. Or I'm going to sit there and go, how did you guys, sorry, was, was D and D on, on this show? <laughs> what, ha- what happened? And that's, I made the comparison already, but season eight of game of Thrones. Absolutely. The exact same way. The first two episodes you sit there and you go, they weren't the best, but they were good. Like, yeah. I, but I, I could still stand behind them and say, like, yes, this is still Game of Thrones. Exactly. Right. Then the third episode, you go, uh, okay. Like, I couldn't sure. see anything, but yeah. it was great. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I can. Yeah. It wasn't great. It was pretty bad, actually. But yeah. I can sit there and say, like, the rest of them are gonna be like the first two episodes, and then just each one progressively downhill. Exactly. And if that happens with the Mandalorian, people are going to riot. Well, like, I don't think the fans can take... Because the fan base of Game of Thrones and Star Wars is much the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think fans can take that twice. Like In the just, same year. In the same year. <laughs> right? And Mandalorian is not as set up as Game of Thrones was, but it feels like it with the first four episodes being as good as they were. Yeah, I agree. And you feel that same connection to the show that you did with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And if the last three episodes are bad, oh, my God, people are going to riot. And Baby Yodas will be burned at the stake. Like, it's just gonna go off. Well, what, what sucks so much is that, like, I remember feeling so peaceful. I know! I remember Last feeling week, like... Even yesterday, uh, yesterday, you're like, Mandalorian comes out tonight. You're like, yeah! Are we like, all together I'm, in this? I'm, I'm so ready. And then today, the internet's like, no! Mandalorian! <laughs> rah! Like, Shockingly, we're all in agreement on how horrible this is. Like, well, that's and, the craziest part. <laughs> and for the first four episodes, everyone's going like, have you watched The Mandalorian? Like, it's so good. Oh, my God. And today, everyone's going, have you watched The Mandalorian? Like, I can't believe... God damn it. And if a person says no, they're like, don't like just save yourself. You know what? Honestly, just cancel your Disney Plus subscription. Like, <laughs> I the only reason I got it was for Mandalorian. Screw that noise. I mean, uh, you know what? What's really funny is I did watch the Christmas movie Noel. Oh, okay. Did you? Mm-hmm. 
What? What, what was that? <laughs> what? Disney Plus felt like they needed a Christmas movie with Anna Kendrick of all people. Or did it not feel like they made a Christmas movie and went, <laughs> "Whoa, this is bad." What they should have done is just it. bought the rights to Die Hard and threw it up there, and it would have <laughs> right? been way better. <laughs> I. It was that was it was weird. That was a weird uh, little little thing to watch. Also, quick thing: Mandalorian CG looks really good. Everything looks awesome. Is that all they spend the CG on? Like, is that all the money goes to that CG? Because every other Disney product has the worst CG I have ever seen. Aladdin being the biggest Aladdin's offender. Bad. Aladdin's super bad. I just it just looked horrible. I, I want to put Lion King in there, but honestly, it's so visually stunning. It's honestly just the shot for shot that I hate. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed all our complaining about <laughs> pretty much everything that happened. It, this was Yay, this Star was like Wars. a venting session, really. Um, thank you guys for listening and binge carefully, my friends. 